0: Welcome back to Bird's Eye View. When it comes to this air quote weekly podcast, uh, it's your official source for a lack of insight and for baseless opinion. Uh, today is July 8th, 2019. This is episode 272. My name is Scott Magnus and you are... I don't even know anymore. And on this week's show, we're going to go around the bases in what was another interesting few weeks in Orioles baseball that's
1: right. We're going to get back in the saddle and see if we still remember how to ride this crazy thing. Doubtful.
0: And we'll do that all after we lubricate for the show. It's time for the Drink of the Week. Jake, what are you drinking this evening? I'm guzzling down the last of my freedom swill, Scotty. I am drinking
1: at least one Michelob Ultra Superior Light Beer, which was purchased for me to celebrate Merca on a hot day in front of the grill.
0: So this was purchased by your family for you? Yes. Because they hate me. All right. So your family doesn't have any taste either. Gotcha. <laughs> uh, Jake, I'm drinking a Cigar City Brewing After Sesh, ale brewed with orange, lime, and salt. Not bad. I've had better from Cigar City.
1: I was just going to say, I was in Cigar City territory recently. Hey. Had me some uh, some fine brews of theirs. Uh, I was a big fan. But if you are interested in what Scotty and I are drinking along the week, please Come get social with us on
0: Untapped. I'm at jakee4025. I'm at megn8606. And with that, it's time for a checkup. jake i don't think there's too much new that's going on since the last week broadcast which is somewhat surprising um i think the biggest one though that we can talk about is josh rogers um going fit down for the tommy john surgery um you know it's a sad instance to see someone at the very beginning of his career you know lose it and you know probably not going to be able to come back um at all during the 2020 season he'll have to rehab of course and everything but um i mean is it a big deal, so what, who cares, or is it just a, is this a sad story?
1: So, maybe. Okay. Here's, here's what I'm going to say. Uh, I don't have a ton of faith in Josh Rogers as a possible pitcher. Is this in, how you feel? In the major, yes. <laughs> I'm cold and I'm ashamed, bound and broken on the floor. Um, I don't really have a whole lot of faith in uh, Josh Rogers as a major league pitcher. Uh, I think he was an work soldier at best, but if he comes back from this Tommy John surgery better, stronger, faster, uh, basically like the kid from um,
0: Rookie of the Year, maybe he can turn himself into a valuable bullpen piece. Yeah, I mean, he was doing great beforehand. The last 30 days he was pitching a 7.59 ERA, a 9.58 FIP. (laughs) Did I mention I had zero faith in him? An 8.74 XFIP, Uh, some great Ks per nine at 3.38, and a great walks per nine at 4.22. Right, but what they wanted Josh Rogers to be was a starter. And he's clearly
1: not at, right. at any level. Right. What I'm saying is that maybe they can piece his arm back together. They can rebuild it. They can make him stronger. And maybe that'll be what his career needs to kick off
0: into the next phase of his career. And maybe he can do it better than whatever he was doing before. Or uh, they bring him down to, you know, have surgery. They inject some uh, super soldier serum to him, since his last name is Rogers. And uh, he comes back to us as a, a superstar shortstop that flings a sidearm. Yeah, I okay. I yeah. I could deal like the anti Michael Gibbons. Yeah, the anti michael Gibbons. Michael Gibbons is the red skull, basically. So that's <laughs> what I'm going with. So um
1: I think you're right. That's probably the most exciting thing that happened uh as far as the medical wing was concerned. I would really like DJ Stewart to come back to life at some point, but who knows? Because you like teddy bears? Absolutely. And hugs. Mm-hmm. I'm okay. big
0: on hugs. I'm a hugger. Yeah. All right. Well, how about we go to two hundred and eighty characters or less? This week on the Twitters. Jake, All right. start us off.
1: Scotty, I want to talk about the Baltimore Orioles tweet. It says, time to bring it home, Emoji Cup. Good luck at USWNT. Hashtag one nation, one team. Scotty, did you watch the World Cup final? No. Oh, oh. Look, I'm not going to claim to be a big football fan. This is this is either one of our opportunities to jump in and say, well, actually, it's called. No. No. Um, not not a huge football fan, but my entire family watched uh, that game and did not leave the couch mm-hmm. for the entirety, uh, which is generally not the case during a soccer game. Yeah. It was a good one. We really, really enjoyed it. Um, I was surprised, however, that neither one of us tweeted out screaming, King Yes. So, it, what you're going for? It was the Kingdom of the Netherlands. And if I can break the rules and subtweet the this week on the Twitters, maybe a, a nested this week on the Twitters, I was really feeling Derek Arnold and company of Utah Street Report where Utah Street Report at Utah ST Report tweeted, when you're cheering against the Orange team and, well, the Curb Your Enthusiasm gif, but yeah, that's how I felt. I should be rooting for that team. There's a giant section of orange in the stands. anyway, it was exciting. I enjoyed the game. I hope. with well, that make a lobe
0: in hand. You were pretty much the worst of worst i I was the trashiest American uh faux football fan. so uh there's been multiple conversations about this, you mm-hmm. know, again, once again, transforming the the cultural landscape as it were, um bringing women to the forefront of sports uh, as it were. Um, Jake, uh, you're obviously going to take your daughter to a, uh, a U.S. women's soccer game coming up in the future, right? Yeah, actually, you
1: know, my, uh, my daughter, not, not a huge sports fan. I was glad for both my daughter and my son to, to watch that game and have it be such a big deal and watch them compete and win at the highest levels. I think that that is as useful a, a life lesson for our young girls as it is our young boys
0: okay i see what you're saying um and you know what i i definitely tip my cap as it were to the team um you know I, I think the injustices that they have in terms of their pay scale versus the men's team and how pathetic the men's team is in general in terms of um going out there and getting crushed over and over again i mean in all honesty a one nothing loss to mexico in uh, the copa final um was actually you know not that bad but regardless um I think this is just a blip on the radar. I think that we always talk about this. I think the same situation happens when we see um, athletes like this participating in um, the Olympics and stuff like that. Ultimately, this is going to become a a mere footnote once again um, after mainstream media moves on past it and uh, coverage of it, you know, on ESPN or Fox Sports. Um, no longer becomes the prevalence aspects, and again, we have to cover um, which side of the mouth is uh, Aaron Judge brushing his teeth on. Um, and, and this is this is you know not surprising to me. It's the same thing when we talk about the Orioles in the past, and you know how good they're doing, and how they get pushed to the side, as it were, in terms of mainstream media. And I think you know, in essence, I hate to say it, but in reality, uh, the women's game is going to get a pickup for the next three months, and then it is going to slowly fade into the great abyss um, of media coverage.
1: So I think what you're saying is that it's all good and fine and great that we all support the American women now, but it's even more important how we support the women's game moving forward, not tomorrow, but three months from now, six months from now, a year from now, when it's not the most important sports
0: topic Absolutely. It's a great moment to spend with your kids, and I'm glad that you're able to spend it with your daughter. Um, It was something that me and my wife talked about saying, hey, I wish we would have exposed our daughter to that game and then some of the other games as well. Um, but unfortunately, it's one of those situations where it's not just the the one moment on the couch drinking a terrible of Ultra. It's the aspect of what do you do with it going forward, with every game that they're going to, uh, and in essence, um, how do you make it part of their daily life going forward? And we, we can get into that at, I, f- with a few other topics I as well. I accept and I honor the critique. Well said, sir. Okay. So the next one comes from, well, this was fun. Um, first tweet comes from Grayson Rodriguez. Had an awesome time in Cleveland playing in the Futures game. It was an honor getting to represent the Orioles for the American League team. And, of course, there was also a tweet from 28 Adam. Adam, uh, what was his name? Adam. Uh, Adam McIntosh. Yeah. Really impressive outing by Orioles left-handed pitcher D.L. Hall. Plus velocity from left hand side and 95-97 all outing. Uh, flash a sharp three-quarters slant to uh, curveball in 78-80. Grayson, the cake was low 80s changeup with huge separation. Um, got right-handed hitter swing in the front. Um, did get hit with a splintered bat. Even Keith Law mentioned too, saying um, you know, before um, you know the season, DL Hall was his number one prospect in the Orioles organization. Um, DL Hall kind of emphasized that once again. I came in wanting to see Grayson Rodriguez. I came away with an even better impression of DL Hall. Um, where DL Hall was kind of like, eh, like he might be okay. But now I'm like, all right, if you've got Grayson Rodriguez and DL Hall both flashing plus, plus benefits here, maybe one of them hits and similar to a Gaussman or a Bundy, and maybe something happens. And maybe one of them becomes an ace. I think that's the really exciting
1: part of that whole team right yeah. now. Is I feel like of the of the notable players down there in Del Marva, there's a pretty good chance that somebody
0: will do all right and that the the rest of them might be decent filler. Yeah. Yeah, I completely agree. And, you know, we can get into some of the prospects as as the season progresses, because I feel like we're getting to enough of a, a data set, as it were, where we can start to analyze it. But Grayson Rodriguez and DL Hall, uh, both from scouting estimates and not just the futures game, have really impressed me, as it were, so far this season. So I'm really, again, when we're looking for positives uh, going forward, uh, that is certainly something that I think we can leverage. I also think that uh, the Orioles installing trackmen at all mm. their facilities, including the minor leagues. Um, maybe is coming back to that data incorporation aspect as opposed to, well, we're going to teach you how to do it one way and you're just going to have to follow that mentality. So maybe we're finally starting to move into a different direction and incorporate a new modern philosophy.
1: Absolutely. Next, I want to go to a tweet and you know, this is our, our regular Matt Kremnitzer tweet series on the, this week on the Twitters, uh, Matt on the 7th of July, that was yesterday. So excuse me, this is dated by a whole 24 hours. But still correct. Tweets Since the start of the twenty eighteen season, the Orioles are seventy-four and
0: one seventy-seven. Ugh. Ugh. Brutal. So Jake, this is just like we drew it up. This comes from Rockabaco at Mass and Rock. So Book Powell and Renato Nunez are the only Orioles to hit twenty home runs before the All Star break, while aged twenty-five or younger. Those two guys. Wait, wait. Um Renato Nunez, I know. Who's that other cat? Uh, it, I believe it is Boog Powell. I think that's the outfielder that uh, the Mariners had, and then they traded him away.
1: Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't know that guy. Yeah. I don't know that guy. Renato Nunez. Um, is he winning the Jake Fox Award? Is is that what's going on here?
0: Uh, I think Renato Nunez is winning the uh, Matt Taylor Sun Award. So, <laughs> uh, you know, if Boog has Boog's Barbecue, I think Renato Nunez might be opening up a Nashville Hot Chicken Stand. Oh, that's a really good idea.
1: Mm. Let me let me jot this down. Future uh, shtick idea: food stands for each player on the roster. Remember this when uh, when when we're things scraping get cold. at the bottom of yeah. the bucket here. All right. Uh, next, I would like
0: Jake, to... Jake. I found the bottom of the bucket.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Three, three or four weeks ago. Yeah, I would like to go to a tweet from Matthew Pine who tweets at mpine underscore. The Orioles had a 9-3 to lead heading into the bottom of the ninth, and the tying run is at the plate. And this is a series of pictures of Brandon Hyde's face. And I know that in this audio medium, you won't be able to visualize very well, but maybe the music that accompanies the, the short video will help you imagine.
0: He is a Muppet of Man
1: let's just say it is a series of disappointed perplexed and just hopeless facial expressions i uh i think that this subject demands more attention and at the end of the season we need to go through the post game we somebody else needs to go through the post game interviews and and the you know the the midday pressers and whatnot and just put together the the very essence of despondent Orioles manager. Guadzilla,
0: get on that. (laughs) This is a task for you. Um, Jake, um, we made a mistake. What? That doesn't sound like us. We missed Deferment Day.
1: Oh, no. It's like a national holiday.
0: It is like a national holiday where everyone absolutely goes crazy about Bobby Bonilla getting a million dollars and everyone be like, oh, it's the greatest deal of all time. I can't believe the Mets are so stupid. And... Oh, look, the Orals are also doing something like that, even though it actually is financially beneficial to them to basically defer the payments as opposed to paying it in one lump sum. Yeah, but it's also super sweet for the player. It's super sweet. It's a great deal. All right, so here's where I will agree to disagree. Okay. All right, so uh, Jake, uh, congratulations. You yep. have hit mega millions. Me- yep, done it. Congratulations. Uh, are you going to take the lump sum or are you going to take the annual salary uh, every single year? Okay, I hear you.
1: And you are correct. Right. But here's my argument. Yeah. How many players are there in professional sports yeah. that within X years of the end of their playing careers are completely broke because of mismanagement, mm-hmm. you know, too many Maseratis, sure, buying businesses that fail, whatever. Yeah. This deferment program mm-hmm. basically makes them
0: bankrupt proof. I, I disagree in its entirety. Okay. So it, it comes back down to you can be bankrupt and then you can basically say, okay, I get my massive amount of check and I go spend it all recklessly within a few days and then I'm bankrupt again. Fair enough. If you're bad with money, you're bad with money. Okay? It's uh, as simple as that.
1: All right. All right. You, you got me there. Yeah.
0: I actually read a really interesting article about Bobby Bonilla and the whole aspect of uh, the Mets you know, making this deal, which seems outlandish now looking back at it, but it actually went into a really interesting... Uh, notion of by opening up that payroll availability uh for the mets they were able to go out there and uh get a pitcher to basically take them to the world series and then they got a compensatory pick for that pitcher and that compensatory pick ended up being david wright so wow interesting kind of scenario there can
1: you just imagine what the chris davis deal is going to lead to for the orioles nothing 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 at all All right, let's take one last tweet, and I need an official ruling on this. I'm going to ask you, Scott, and then we're going to turn it over to our listeners, because I demand answers. Okay. You know that I feel a certain way about sports aesthetics. Yes. These things are important to me. This is a tweet that comes from Pro Traffic Activist. I assume that's not a full-time handle. uh, At bird with no vowels whatsoever. These hats... But in orange and black is the O's Friday night hat. And it is a picture of the Orioles' Stars and Stripes, uh, you know, Fourth of July hat. These things are usually awful. Mm-hmm. Um, and putting the smiling face bird logo in Stars and Stripes, completely terrible. This is the old 1963 block letter B logo, mm-hmm. uh, draped in Stars and Stripes and in, in red and white. But I ask you this mm-hmm. what about the 1963 block letter B? In black and orange, with those black alts.
0: Hmm. Yeah. Uh, so this is specifically for being the Friday night cap, not yep. the, the not the you know full season cap. Um, gotta say, uh, I hate the idea. You hate it. I hate it. I hate the block cap B. Do you hate the block hat B because
1: of Boston? Of course. Okay. Why give them that? Why seed the entire letter? To Boston. It's a different script. Right. It's
0: distinguishable. Uh Uh-huh. It is is steeped in our history. You're right. This is Helvetica, and they've got Comic Sans. There's no question about it. Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) But listen, it it still comes back down to when I'm on the sidewalk and I'm wearing a cap, I don't want someone to say, that's a really weird looking Red Sox cap, and I don't want to have to go into the—look, the Orioles are all about the bird. Bird, bird, bird. Bird is the word. If we're going to go with something— we should go back to either ornithologically correct bird, Bleh. or we should go back to minimalistic bird. Mm.
1: Okay, all right. I I also I I have a hat. Okay. in the tri colors. Yeah. Um, with the Maryland flag uh, sleeve patch. Yeah. In the center. Yeah, I think that'd be a cool logo
0: too. Um. So, again, controversial opinion. I'm kind of over the whole Maryland flag thing. Get out. No. So the, like the uniforms that the players wore with the Maryland flag. <sighs> with the coat of arms, the yellow and the black on the sleeves. Um honestly, kind of over it. You're terrible. Yeah, not not a huge fan. You're terrible. Uh, look, it's it's I'm a very simplistic man. I like my orange, I like my black, and I like my white trucker cap. <laughs> <laughs> that flag is garishly beautiful and by far the most interesting flag in the union. It, it may be the most interesting um flamboyant flag in the Union. Darn tootin'. Um, again, just just not a fan of it right now for the Orioles uniforms.
1: I'm so used to you being disappointed in me, Scott, that I don't even know how to process my disappointment in you. That's twice in a row. First, I thought you'd be with me on this B-cap thing. No.
0: Second all... If you want to make it absolutely horrible you should do a Maryland flag on the bee cap and just really <laughs> rub it in my face. In fact, I would not be surprised if Jake English walks in one time to SD Studios wearing a Maryland flag cap with a bee embroidered on it. And I was like, where did you get that from? I made it myself. I made it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Be like, all right, that's really pathetic,
1: but uh, well done. All right, so Birdland, uh, Bird's Eye View listeners, g- give us a ruling. Yay or nay to the bee cap on Friday nights.
0: Uh, or the B cap in general. Or the B cap in general. Yeah, I'm like I said, if, you, if you're all wanting to be Boston, which Jake obviously loves Boston, so I'm not surprised that he loves the B cap.
1: Uh, just just let us know. I just want to take it back. That's
0: all. Uh, by the way, I'm not interested in your flag hate, so don't don't tweet this. That no, I'm fine with listening to flag hate. I think uh, it was fine to see it once in a while. Um, honestly, I'm looking for something different. I I want you know what? I want the retro throwback. I want the like 1970s all orange outfits or something, something good like that. All right. you, 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 you bought me with that. Yeah. All right. So let's go around the bases. Um, and, uh, we'll figure out what exactly happened in Birdland, um, over these past few weeks.
1: Scotty, welcome back. It's Orioles Baseball. Let's go around the bases. And for first base, I want to do something a little crazy. Mm-hmm. Something we don't get to do a whole lot of. I want to talk about good things that have taken place in 2019. Legitimately good things? Legitimately, absolutely. No snark, no backhanded compliments. These are good things that have happened since last we left our heroes on these airways.
0: All right. All right? So let's just take a couple... Whoa, 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 wait. Since we last left our heroes on the airways. Yeah, you're not going to do it the right way, in Rocky and Bullwinkle fashion. <laughs> no, <laughs> since we last left our heroes, no, that was not going
1: to come out of my mouth. But thank no you, for, thank you for bailing us out. No issues. All right, first I want to start with the offensive explosion that took place in Cleveland. Look, yeah, sometimes the Orioles will do us a solid and they'll have a laughter, and that's yeah, you know, that's fun. That's great. But to have two in a row are fantastic, and and I must admit, I listened to one. On the radio, and missed the other one. I was uh, I was traveling during this time, uh, driving <laughs> driving to Huntsville, Alabama, which is fun in itself. Um, but missed the second game because when I looked at the score, I thought it was a replay of the game of the of the previous game. Ditto. To- totally missed out on the the second. I had to read about it afterward. I, I woke uh, up.
0: Bad fan. And I was just like, oh, they must have got rained out last night. But like <laughs> No question about it. And I was just like, wait, no. And then I saw the notice that this was the first time any MLB team had done this before. And I'm like, oh, man. Well, no, it's, it's great. I mean, I'm, I'm glad the Orioles did it. But it's like, wow, baseball is a effed up place um
1: you know when stuff happens like this i think about something that you said like season one of bird's eye view which is you know as as much into the stats as we dive you look at it as a that's a really unlikely thing that just happened and and i have ways to to quantify how unusual that is sure and that was a prime example oh yeah i, I was just like th- that never happens in fact that has never happened
0: happened yeah it's just like uh avengers it's like one out of the 13 million opportunities in the multiverse and this is the one instance where it actually happened and uh hey kudos to the orioles for uh for making it happen for a two-game stretch it was fun to watch yeah, It was
1: fun and and that's the thing it was legitimately fun right. to watch the orioles right. for two straight games for
0: two straight games and they came to earth in the third game and it was perfectly acceptable um But again, there was fun games as well during the Blue Jays series. We had a a series win with really nice games on Friday and Saturday with actually really good pitching, which, again, shocking. Um, And again, just really well baseball being played. Um, And the draft happened as well. I mean, I know you had to talk to Matt Taylor about this, but I mean, there were so many picks that have been signed and drafted. Um, You had Rutschman get drafted. He's been signed. And then I think you had, what, it was pretty much all the first 10 rounds get signed as well.
1: I think it's something, and my my numbers are clearly dated, but it's something like the top 33 picks yeah. got signed or, you know, 30, 35 out of 40 or right. something crazy like that.
0: I mean, there was the one question about whether the one, I guess, uh, second round compensatory pick was going to sign because he was drafted over slot. Right. Uh, but the Orioles made it happen. And again they didn't have to go significantly over slot for anybody. They made it work within the given range that they had. And honestly, you know, looking at who they got and not just Rutschman, but some of the other players that they got through the second round, the third round, the fourth round, it looks like they went out and didn't draft. I don't know who this guy is. They actually drafted players that were high up on boards of multiple, um, individuals such as baseball Prospectus, baseball, America, Keith law, um, MLB pipeline. So it wasn't just like, oh, like I'm going to have to flip a few pages like when you're in a fantasy draft and your wife is drafting. It's like, okay, well, that makes logical sense that they drafted that person. They literally did what we always praise the Ravens for, which is they picked almost best person on the board at the time, and they moved on from it. And that is so big for the Orioles. I've complained about it for years upon years during the Duquette era and even during the McPhail era. I said, I don't understand why the Orioles picked this guy at this point of the draft. I feel like they could have waited for another round. It's almost like they knew they could sign him at this point. So they got conservative approach and they just basically made it happen. And instead the Orioles went, you know, didn't go, they might've gone conservative approach, but again, they went out there and got a bunch of really good players. And uh, like I said, this is the most positive that I felt out of a draft. Um, Probably since the Machado draft. Right. Yeah. I mean, even the Bundy draft and the Gosman draft, I'm like, okay, yeah, that's good. But, like, the Machado draft, I was just like, oh, yeah, we're really in good shape. For me, though, my excitement has
1: never really gone past the first round. Mm-hmm. And I thought the coup of this round was was signing uh, Gunnar Henderson. Yeah. Uh, because, you know, he, he was a high school kid, had every reason to go to college. You know, maybe he could have, you know, get, gotten a run at, at the number one sure. shot later. Uh, the Orioles signed him yeah and I think that the Orioles with this draft, like you said, did everything that a major league club should do, but they got quality and quantity yeah, and you know we're starting to see an organization that again, they have to prove it to us, but we all we have so far is a competent draft mm-hmm. and hope that they they can continue. I have faith in the fact that the guys that they're getting in the later round are not all gonna flame out sure. Because, you know, we see what they're doing
0: in the rounds that we recognize. But, I mean, we, we talked about this of, you know, they didn't overspend, as it were. So they have a, they had a ton of money to still go out and basically go out and just throw money at people. So, I mean, if they're not happy with the way their organization currently is, they can go and basically completely rebuild Aberdeen. And I think that's what they're going to do is I think they're going to completely rebuild Aberdeen. I think they're going to take whatever they have in Delmarva. I think they're already starting to push everyone up levels pretty quickly at this point. Um, like I said, I was extremely impressed. Um, it's almost like um, there are smart people in the front office, and they kind of know what they're doing, and they know how a baseball organization should run.
1: Well, let's let's go to the next topic, but I'm going to stay with the draft, and that's yeah. the J2, Yeah, right? We, for the first time, really, have something to talk about with the international signings. And because the Orioles have not been involved, I'm going to be honest, I'm not... Greatly educated on the international draft, and so when I look at it, I think mostly I'm just excited that the Orioles are involved. Sure, and again because of the the their performance in the draft, that I do recognize, I, I have a, a higher degree of comfort that they're doing the right things. What I will say is that my impression of the international draft is that these things are often decided a couple of years before they happen. Sure, right? The negotiations with those families are happening ongoing. Yeah, so I think that the work that the organization is doing right now will most likely pay dividends in the next few drafts so over the next, you know, say two to four years. But they got a draft class, which, you know, is 27 international signings with two guys up top, Luis Gonzalez and Luis Ortiz, uh, a left-handed pitcher and a shortstop and an outfielder. Um,
0: I, I don't really know what to think about these guys. I don't think you should be thinking about anything. I don't think they're in a top 30 anywhere. I think they're players, just like we would get off of, you know, a waiver wire. Um, but again, you're, you're basically grabbing a lottery ticket. Mm-hmm. So if you like what you see, it's a relatively low cost investment. Um, all things considered. So it's the aspect of if you can do it, why don't you do it? Um, so again, I completely agree with you that this is the beginning of a foundation, but the other aspect is if one or two of those players develop into something and they play even a double a or triple a, then it gives more credence to the organization that people can come up through the organization and be major league worthy talent so that when players come to these agreements, when they're, you know, 15 or 16, as it were, um, that they're just like, okay, well the Orioles have had success before. If you're signing into this organization right now, you're like, I don't know how this team is going to look from an organization and or a developmental basis. Um, so you got to start somewhere. So I'm glad that, like you said, the Orioles actually did stuff and stuff. And we'll go from there.
1: All right. Next, I want to talk about another good thing that happened. Uh, this, this was interesting. Did you see Michael Givens' diving play at the plate the other night? Yeah. Reminiscent of his other ridiculous play at the plate. Yeah. Against the Yankees. Ago. Right. Yeah. Uh, Michael Givens, say what you
0: will about the guy. He knows how to make things exciting tagging at the plate he does know how to make uh tags that uh tags exciting um and adley brutchman um being indicated he's going to go to aberdeen yeah i mean
1: yeah. he's you know stopping at gcl first right. but i mean that's just a day uh, i'm super excited i i you know you and i live in harford county yeah so aberdeen's right around the corner yeah i i'm like i said i'm raring to go like I, if you live
0: anywhere in birdland yeah. you can easily get to aberdeen that's exciting that should be exciting. That, that should be exciting. I I would even say this much. We've we've talked about this before. Uh you know, Adley Rutchman being in Aberdeen. Tickets are so cheap to go to Aberdeen. Jake, Birdland Bash in Aberdeen. Ooh, that's a good
1: idea. That's a great idea. And and you know, Adley Rutschman is exciting, but I don't think he'll be the only draft pick oh, that goes no, to Aberdeen. But like, it'll s-
0: be Adley Rutschman at all. Right. But that's what I'm saying. What if we say, hey folks, come on up to Hazard County. Uh we'll play a little baseball game, uh, maybe at Jake's uh, home field. A P Memorial Stadium. A P Memorial Stadium. We'll explain when we get there. We'll, we, we'll, we, there'll be a sign, yes. <laughs> uh and then uh maybe we uh you know go from there over to Aberdeen and uh partake in an Ironbirds game, as it were, and watch the Madley Rutschman. Oh, this is a great idea. Yeah. So this folks, doesn't,
1: This doesn't happen often, but this is a great idea. So, folks,
0: if you are interested, we will start to put together information and figure out what date we can do. It'll probably be a Saturday or Sunday. Maybe we can do a Friday, but I don't think Fridays are the best. Saturday or Sunday, come on up to Aberdeen, and uh, we'll play some softball and uh, get some tickets. Uh, I think I even know someone with the Ironbirds that we can make this happen with. So uh, This is great. We'll, we'll make this happen. So, Birdland Bash is back, baby. Birdland Bash. That's another great thing.
1: See, we just we wrapped up first base of things that are legitimately good. We we have been really down on the birds this season because uh of reality. Yep. But if you work hard enough, if you let, if you if you watch long enough, carefully enough, good things happen. And we were re- rewarded over the last couple of weeks with a couple of gems. Yep. All right, let's go to second base. Yeah. I ask this a lot. And so I'm going to ask again and feel free to shout me down. Sure, feel free to Tell me I'm an idiot Yeah Scotty mm-hmm. Okay, real talk Anthony Santander Yeah is he? Is, making... Did you say that right? No Santander It's Anthony Santander Thank you Man, I'm the worst Is he making the case that he might be a major league talent? No Not every day Not an all-star No The dude got to start in center field Yeah Because his bat is keeping him in the lineup
0: And because there's nobody else Okay, so he plays in the Orioles Seriously? No is it just because I want him to be good? Maybe, but he is definitely not a Major League Baseball talent. Okay. I'm I'm becoming less sure of that. Okay, that's fine. You can be less sure of it. Uh, I'm telling you right now, he is um, nothing more than maybe a Joey Rickard. What would it take for you to change your mind? Um... How about a weighted runs created plus of above 120 for more than 30 days? Okay, he had a bad week
1: this past week. He was at 63 mm-hmm. weighted runs created plus. Yeah, but over the past two weeks, he's at 118.
0: Right, and over the past 30 days, he's at 90 weighted runs created plus. Yeah,
1: so he's he's creep he's creeping up to 100. Right, right. So you got to get to to you know you got to get to league
0: replacement value or league average sure. in order to do so. But sure. again, for the entire season, he's posting a 105 weighted runs created plus. I want to see it over a longer period of time. If only, he's only had 118 plate appearances. I, I just don't see it. I see an individual that is 80 to 90 weighted runs created plus, and that is not someone that is going to be a left fielder or a right fielder on a playoff team. It's not going to happen. All right. I, I Especially when you've got Austin Hayes, and you've got DJ Stewart potentially in the wings, and you've got Yusniel Diaz. He doesn't have a spot. Like he's, it's not good. So what you're saying is that he's only a major leaguer
1: because we've got Dwight Smith Jr. and Stevie Wilkerson and Keon Broxton and Keon Broxton. Yeah. All right. I acknowledge that he's not there yet. I'm telling you, Scotty. I think Anthony Santander is on his way to being a
0: not useless baseball player. Okay. I'm saying that he's probably going to be Nolan rymold slash Joey Rickard.
1: Ouch. Yeah. Okay, I, I accept. I asked the question. You gave me an answer. I'm going to trust you because you're usually right.
0: I mean, outside of his bat, have you been impressed at all with his kind of defensive aspects? I know he's made a few diving catches. Yeah,
1: no. Um, I've actually been thinking a lot about it and I've been watching him carefully in the field. Um, I will say that I think he is handling the right field wall pretty mm-hmm. well. Um, that does not mean that he can handle the wall well elsewhere. Sure, His range is not phenomenal. Yeah. the The question is, can he do enough out there to not hurt you? And that has to be more than just cool. passing the eye test. Gotcha. It does. So we're Mark Trumboing him. Gotcha. Um, I, I want to Nick Marcakis him, right? The argument. It wa- How
0: dare you compare him to Nick Marcakis? Well, that is slander against Nick Marcakis. We ar- are going to war here. Wait, is that for or war?
1: War. <laughs> The argument of...
0: This is absolutely ridiculous. I withdraw. Number 21 would be absolutely infuriated with you. I withdraw this statement. Okay, thank you. (laughs) All right. So, yeah, I mean, Santander, you know, he's doing fine in the role that he needs to fill right now for this team. But again, if we're looking at him as major league talent for a good team going forward, even a 500 team, no. He is, at best, a fourth outfielder. At best. Let me just say... He doesn't offer any speed or anything. Like...
1: I'm not even I like. It. I'm not even like emotionally attached to this player. You are. Anything.
0: No, no, I'm not. You are. You just love saying his
1: name. I know. Just you know. Well, now that I know what it is, no. Yeah. But I, I'm every time I is see it, him in a uh, game. Wait, 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 wait. I, I understand this now.
0: It's because he's from Boston, isn't it? <laughs>
1: I'm just pleasantly surprised that he's not terrible every time I see him. Okay, that's fair. That's high praise. That's high
0: praise. All right, let's go over to third base. All right, let's do fun stories, Tom Escherman edition.
1: All right, I had an emotional roller coaster for the Tom Eshelman game.
0: Did you Did you watch that game, or was that part of your? Uh- I I did watch the Tom Eshelman game, and I got into a uh, argument with my wife's grandfather about oh Tom Eshelman. Oh no, because uh, he indicated to me that Tom Eshelman was going to be the next star pitcher for the Orioles, and I said, "Huh, that's funny," because uh, Mike Wright. Uh, had a really first good first game too, and how well did that work out for him? Wait, old Mike Wright or new Mike Wright? Old Mike Wright. Oh. Who was actually just recently released by the uh, Seattle Mariners.
1: Oh, gee, Mike Wright's gone. Yeah. My emotional roller coaster was this. Uh, Tom Eshelman pitched in a game for the Baltimore Orioles without me knowing that he was a person. Yeah. Uh, which is a problem. But he got into the game and had... I a-
0: actually still know he's a person.
1: <laughs> is he a Muppet?
0: I actually don't i I know he's a I know it, but it comes back down to i I think the Orioles might have just like put a mask on somebody. Do <laughs> you know who I think they put a mask on? who
1: Chris tillman mm. he he threw that first two innings and threw I think it was 25 uh, 25 pitches in the first inning yeah gave up two runs and I was like, that's it. this guy is toast. good story seems like a nice kid can't hack it yep and then he proceeded to feed me crow for the remainder of his five tidy innings of major league baseball. Yeah. In which he threw pitches that were in, they were like, you know, Reagan era fastballs that didn't even show up as fastballs on the, on the equipment in the stadium and kept the, you know, kept the hitters off balance. Uh, you know, that clearly won't work if there's a book out for him. He says confidently, ha 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 ha. But boy, did he make me look like an idiot. So, there he gets, you know, through the fifth, and he's only given up the two runs. The Orioles are still behind. And I think to myself, you know, gosh, pitching wins are stupid, but it would be really nice if they could avoid him hanging, you know, getting this loss hung on him. And then what happens? The Orioles get a lead. Yep. Like, right after he leaves. He's still the pitcher of record. The Orioles get a lead. And I'm like, that's great. That's awesome. Well, and then the inevitable yeah. happened. The is like, the bullpen. Never mind. So, So the Orioles oriole it up, lost the lead immediately. I mean, again, he wasn't he wasn't hung with the loss, but then dude gets sent down to
0: AAA the next day. Yeah, but I you understand why he was sent down to AAA? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. that I that mean, was com- that was yeah makes completely- perfect sense from a roster manipulation standpoint. But yeah, Tom Asherman does nothing for me. Nothing, nothing. There's nothing that he threw out there that makes me say, "Yep, that's the person that I want to see pitch again." He he was.
1: Jamie Moyer, without the career of redeeming quality. He, yeah, he was. He, I mean, he might have been right-handed, but you know what I'm, you know what I'm saying. He had nothing behind him. I, to add though to this emotional roller coaster of mine. Sure, I tweeted out something really, you know, mean about Tom Eshelman out of, in frustration in yeah. that first inning, and then later in the game, basically re- replied to myself saying, you know, boy, I was an idiot, only to be responded to for the first tweet. By none other than Jim Palmer. Jim Palmer clapped back at me on Twitter for me yelling out in, in anger, and I thought to myself, "Like, well, I could, I could point out to him that I, I may have culpa later, but no, I'm just going to take this one on the chin as a, a lesson to not lash out on social media."
0: Yeah. <sighs> Tom Eshelman. Tom Eshelman. It was a,
1: it was an up and down game, Scotty. It was a, it was a, it was a day of all of the emotions.
0: I mean. With a grand total of, oh, zero strikeouts.
1: <laughs> he, he really, it was an interesting game. He, he he pitched his heart out. I mean, you know, God love him. I don't think it, I don't think that that script can be used too many times. You can't go to that well no. more than once. But for that one magical moment in time, Whitney Houston,
0: it was, uh, it was all that I could have wanted it to be. Here's what I will say about uh, a Tom Eshelman is yeah, great. You know, maybe he's got something. Maybe. Maybe some got this grit to this magical ball, as it were. Maybe he needs to go to the bullpen. Maybe he's not a starter. But maybe we're going to need more starters going forward in the future. I mean, Asher Wojcikowski was actually much more... Kazunten. Yeah, thank you. Uh, was much more interesting to me from a strikeout standpoint. Command issues. Had a lot of people chasing at bad pitches. Kind of a Baldo Jimenez kind of like performance but there was something there that I was just like, I'd like to see more of this guy.
1: Oh, I'm sorry was he, was he blocking Zach Britton from
0: entering the game? Yes, okay, that's correct. Okay, uh, but Tom Eschelman does nothing for me. I, I will say that this whole I'm more infuriated with my my wife's grandfather that he was less like he's going to be the next big thing, and I'm like, you're so wrong. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, th- that those two guys, uh, those two pitchers, being added to the roster and pitching useful innings kind of useful
0: in heavy air quotations like weekly podcast
1: well nobody's arm fell off because these
0: guys could pitch um, well, he don't know that with Tom Eshelman <laughs> Tom Eshelman could be optioned right now without an arm saying well I guess I'm just gonna have to throw with the other arm it's pretty much the same strength
1: the way he threw I think that he already threw his arm out um it kind of reminded me of Duquette though you know just yes. like grabbing stuff off the pile I'll just try this. throwing it in and having it kind of work okay
0: and this also comes back to why I'm so upset with my grandfather of uh, my wife. He was talking about, it and he's like, yeah, the Orioles need to get into this this new mentality of going off and collecting people off the waiver wire and throwing them out there and just seeing how they do. And I was like, oh, you mean pretty much what like Dan Duquette did? And he's just like, no, Duquette didn't do that at all. I'm like, we are watching the same team, right? That is all Dan Duquette did. He had a good core and then he filled in that core with a bunch of people that he just basically picked off the waiver wire. And he says like, now they had like Adam Jones. It's like yes, and they had a bunch of other like mediocre slash crappy players that weren't that bad. And that being that not that bad and being zero to one more players as opposed to negative war players is what makes them. Oh, uh, you don't know what I'm talking about. You know who else who deserves to be on the all star team? out Alberto because of his batting average. Yeah.
1: Is your wife's grandfather on the committee for Hanser Robarcha?
0: I, I think he was one of the individuals that inducted Harold Baines into the Hall of Fame. <laughs> I'm almost positive. All right,
1: but, but <laughs> before we get away, I'm uh, just tangentville here. Yes. Just, just another tangent. Tampa Bay was a nice little ghost of Orioles past. Yeah. Oliver Drake sighting. Yeah. I was like, oh, he's still alive. Yeah. That's a thing. Cause I know that Chaz Rowe. Eventually his, he'll get back to the, uh, to the Navy, but. Right. I know that Chaz Rowe's uh, Inviso Ball is still in Tampa. Yeah. Uh, but. And the uh, mullet. And the mullet. But uh, Oliver Drake I was like, oh, yeah, I, oh, yeah. I remember that. I remember that was that a guy. fun story yeah, for like a moment in time. Two or three two or three games.
0: Just like Tom Eshelman was fun for just a minute. For, for just a moment. Jake coming into home plate, a Mia culpa, as it were.
1: Yeah, culpa
0: to our audience. Mm. We let you down. Yeah, sorry that we're sorry that bird's eye view happens. Yes, listen, uh, I would like to apologize. Um, uh, Jake has been busy, uh, you know, doing stuff in Alabama. Um, <laughs> you may want to rephrase that. <laughs> no, I'm I'm okay with that phrasing. I'm okay with that. Um, and then I've been busy with work and vacations as well. So, uh, folks, we are not going to go the route of um, other baltimore Orioles podcast uh i'm looking at you uh sam dingman i'm looking at you alan smith uh Brutal. You, know, you know we are you know still in it in for the long haul we have not blued ourselves yet just like the oral spastics have um we are here um we're going to be putting out content and you know I, I talked about it earlier this year of like why should i care and that has kind of been the theme of the year and still i still coming up with an answer No, I I think I have my answer now. It's this. It's this, Jake. It's the aspect of something that you and I haven't had a chance yet to do, and you know what? It's something that I'm missing. Jake, we have yet to attend a game together this year. That is true. And I realized to myself, all right, this this is a small detail, but... When I talk about you know how baseball is special to me and baseball is special to my family time, it is also special to our friendship, and that's just not you and my friendship, but our friends of our many guy friends, but also our friendship that we have um, with you as our audience, um, our interactions with you on social media, your hate mail that you send to us through Gmail, um, and just the camaraderie, as it were. And I think you know when we started this podcast in two thousand twelve. We didn't know what we were getting into, but it was really that camaraderie of the entire community that made us do it. And I think, in essence, um, you know, maybe I siloed myself a little bit uh, in terms of... Grandma did say that would make you go blind. Yeah, and uh, perhaps maybe it was protecting myself in the fetal position, as it were, um, in order to basically say, I'm going to get through this uh, dark period by just not being part of it. Um, So, Jake... uh, I am formally asking you, uh can we please go attend an Orioles game going forward in the future?
1: Scott, can we have a catch? Can, I'd like that a lot. <laughs> yeah, no. I I I do not judge you, sir, stealing your heart away. Yes. To avoid from this moment <laughs> to, to to avoid heartbreak is a a natural human reaction. So, yes. Let's go have that catch you and I, Scotty. Listeners, please pause this. Find someone and ask them to go to a baseball game with you. Cheap ish tickets, free parking, a terrible team to
0: watch. What more could you want? Listen, that's the magic of Orioles baseball. In essence, you know those years between 2012 to 2018, they were nice, but they weren't what we were accustomed to. Mm. Fall back into the tradition. Family is not about lovey dovey happy moments that you can see in a photo album or in, you know, a well crafted video by Charlie Hoppus. Um, you know, family is all about fighting in tears and really, really bad stories that you're eventually going to tell for the next 30 years. Go and experience those terrible moments and tell the stories to your kids and to their grandkids and to their great grandkids and then tell them. Hey, I'm really looking forward to seeing Tom Escherman pitch again. <laughs> you see the kind of content
1: ha, I'm sorry hashtag content you miss after two weeks of bird's eye view being off the air.
0: Ooh. Oof, oof. Well, you know what other content we've been missing out on? I can only guess. We've been missing out to find out who is going to win Fantasy Boss for the past few weeks. Let's go to that.
1: No. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Scotty, I'm going to confess something to you now. Sure. I have no idea what last uh,
0: category we did was. So it was Dongs After Dark. That doesn't sound like us at all. It was. Uh, and uh, you picked Jonathan Villar, uh, and I picked uh, No Power, Are Alberto, <laughs> uh, because somehow I was really- You were on so, the committee. I was on the committee, and I was kind of drunk probably at the time of the podcast. So- uh, Yeah, um, Hanzo Alberto hit no home runs. Jonathan Villar Mm -hmm. hit a few. Uh, Yeah, that After Dark. After Dark as well. Mm -hmm. Uh, So uh, you go up six to three to one. Uh, We've got a shortened week this week in terms of uh, the Orioles being on the All-Star break. Uh, So Jake, I have this question for you. Um, We're going to do a little true or false. Ooh. Me likey. Uh, So the true or false question is, John Means will make an appearance in the All-Star game.
1: Oh, man. Okay. Um, Questions. Yes. Okay. Is Cito Gaston the manager of the AL team? I think he's still alive, but I don't think he's managing. Okay. Okay. Um, Is Major League Baseball yet satisfied with the amount of mass and money that DC is getting.
0: Uh, I think since the orders are going back to court for the appeals process, then no. Hmm. I'm having a
1: hard time weighing
0: those things. I'm going to say,
1: I'm going to say no. John means okay. So you're,
0: you're saying false that John means is not going to be entering into the game. False. Okay. So that leaves me with true, and well, hopefully that John means just makes a miraculous appearance. Hopefully, at third base, <laughs> a la Ty Wigginton, just pops in there so uh yeah we'll see what happens
1: in in, now you're taking true but in your heart of hearts do you think john means makes it into the all-star game no okay i mean they generally try to make sure everybody get every
0: team gets represented so it's possible no i just don't see it i mean i think uh you know there's going to be nine pitchers maybe 10 pitchers I, i just don't see a chance for john means to get in I think they're gonna. I think he'll be maybe get up in the bullpen once, (laughs) just be like, "Hey, it's John Means with the Orioles." That's all we need to give for the Orioles coverage today. But can he warm up in the ninth? uh, That would be be beautiful.
1: That would be Chef Kiss, right? If.
0: If he could warm up in, like, the 13th inning and then not come in from the bullpen, that would be chef kiss. Is Zach Britton on the All-Star game? I don't or believe on the All-Star is.
1: team? Because that would be
0: hilarious. Not to mention the Zach Britton that I know from the Orioles is no more. Yeah, it doesn't exist. doesn't exist. It's crazy. Yeah, so it's crazy. Yeah. All right. Let's do some good, some bad, and um, definitely some ugly. That's right, it's time for the good, the bad, and the ugly. Jake, I'll start us off this week. I'm going with Andrew Kashner as my good for the week. I've heard of him, and it's not just for the good for the week, I'm gonna give him my good for the past month. Um, again, five games started, three and one wins and losses, uh, an ERA of 1.41, FIP of 2.55, but and this is my but. Case per nine is at 5.06, the walks are at 1.13, and his BABIPs at 198. This is not going to continue for a long period of time. Yes, it is great that Andrew Kashner is pitching that, that well, but any contender worth their salt is going to look at that and say, that's probably not going to consistently happen for the rest of the season. I agree with you. Yeah. So the Orioles have to hope, yes,
1: that somebody gets hurt. Hmm.
0: Or someone basically says, I'm willing to, in essence, take him on, and if it doesn't work out, I'll just designate him for assignment and or not bring him on my playoff roster. I think when you are a club
1: trying to win the World Series, mm-hmm. particularly a club that maybe hasn't been there in a while, yeah, um, that you make moves like that. You
0: stack the deck, as right. it were.
1: You look at Andrew Kashner and you say, if he's my sixth starter, or if he's a guy I can go to in the bullpen and know what i'm gonna get sure that's worth the ridiculous price
0: tag i don't even think it's that ridiculous of a price tag
1: for a spare part yeah
0: i think it's something that if you've got excess in your your prospect pool and someone's like hey i, I want you know you know a second baseman all right if you want a second baseman here you go like that's fine That's not a big deal and it's probably someone that is like a top 200 prospect probably like a 150 to 200 prospect like number seven or eight in someone's work chart. Like, not a big deal.
1: All right. Fair enough. Uh, let me go to my good. Wait a second. Let me just.
0: Jake is typing feverishly.
1: I, these notes, these have, these have to be wrong. I th- This does not compute. Uh, enhance. 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 I think that my good goes to Chris Davis. What? A 322 weighted runs creative plus and a 650. 50, Woba, and strange as it may sound, didn't lead the, didn't lead the team in K percentage. Hmm. Chris Davis had a really good week. Now, he did not have the most at-bats, uh plate appearances on the team. I think it was 14. Mm-hmm. But in the time allotted to him, he was great. Yeah. That's weird. That is weird. So, I mean. Good for Chris Davis.
0: I guess he's good or something. And it was fun to watch him have a really good game against the Blue Jays. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and, and you know he he had that post game presser where it's just like God, Chris Davis, I just want to love you. Like I know it's over, I know that, I know that this isn't going to be a thing anymore. But I just want you to be good. So he's like Bill Cosby, Wolf.
0: No. <laughs> no, 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 no. But sometimes when he plays, he's like a Cosby
1: sweater. He does not put the pudding in the pudding puff. Go, yeah, <laughs> you do. Move, move you on. Do the next thing.
0: All right, I'll do the next thing. Uh, my bad is going to go to Gabriel Noah. Uh, there's folks talking that Gabriel Noah is a potential starter if Andrew Kashner is you know traded. I, I don't, I, I don't, understand why these people think this. Um, Gabriel Noah is posting an eight point oh five ERA over the past month, seven point six eight FIP, six point nine seven xFIP, three point three two case per nine, two point three seven. Jake, I would rather see Tom Eshelman yeah, than I, Gabriel Anoa.
1: I was gonna say, don't these people know we've got Tom Eshelman?
0: Yeah. I, I just don't understand uh the Gabriel Noah factor.
1: I just don't. All right, my bad is not gonna be popular. Okay. It's not gonna be popular with the committee. But the committee for Hanser Alberto What? Is bad this week. This week he had a 16 weighted runs created plus, hit a 198 WOBA and an 18.5% K uh, K percentage versus a zero walk rate. He was just not good this week. In fact, you might say he was bad. It's
0: almost like a guy that only hits singles and has a, an extremely high babbit for the entire season was ultimately going to regress. Look,
1: hmm. I'm not on the committee, but I love Hansard Alberto. I'm on the committee of on a, t- No, this is not falsettos on a terrible, terrible Orioles club. Yeah, I am going to love me some Alberto uh, Hanser Alberto. And someday when they're good again, I will look back on this on this team and I'll think, oh, huh, that was my Brandon Fahey. Oh, that was my Ryan Flaherty. Hanser Alberto. He's my guy.
0: But this week, whew, he was bad. Jake, my ugly is going to go to Keon Broxton. Mm. Keon Broxton does nothing for me. I understand that people think that he could turn into something. guy's posting a 44.1% K rate over the past month. 44% K rate. If Chris Davis posted a 40—well, he has posted a 44% (laughs) K rate. If Chris Davis was doing this, people would be calling for his head. I don't understand why people are not, again, calling for Keon Broxton's head. Again, I know why people are calling for Chris Davis because it's about the contract— but Cam Broxton has no business being even on the Orioles team. He's not a major league baseball player anymore. Cam Broxton is ugly, and there really is no point to have him on this team going forward. As soon as the Orioles have a center fielder, he should be designated for assignment. Yeah. It's as simple as that. Same reason that Santander is getting uh, you know, playing time. time. Right. Yeah. And you know when someone like an Austin Hayes or anything is ready to play in center field, he needs to be gone. Cam Broxton does nothing. He is absolutely miserable and worthless. He needs to be out of here.
1: I really wish he felt stronger about that. Uh, I'm going to go with Dwight Smith Jr. as my ugly. This week he had a 63. I'm sorry. There's a smudge on my screen. He had a negative 63 weighted runs created plus. Negative. 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 Hmm. He had a 0.81 WOBA and a 23.5k percentage against an 11.8.
0: Walk rate, power dro- dried up. No more of those extra base hits or home runs again from Dwight Smith.
1: Yeah, you know, and uh, again, I just want to love him, but there wasn't
0: a whole lot to love this week.
1: Uh, he was he was ugly to watch.
0: And over the past month, he's had a 52 weighted runs created plus as well, and no home runs. Um, and he does nothing
1: for you in the field, including with that arm. Correct. He is. A darn near liability
0: out there in left field. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm not that impressed with Droid Smith's Union right now,
1: and I would love to be, but I'm not. Not. He not is at all. no Hanser Alberto.
0: He is no Hansel Alberto. Uh, so, uh, why don't we go ahead and blow the save, and uh, we'll go from there. So, Jake, I want to talk a little bit more about Grayson Rodriguez and D.L. Hall in the Futures game. Uh, and I want to talk a little bit about the prospect pool. Um, obviously, Del Marva started off really strong, yep. continuing to do very well. But uh, Bowie, who started off terrible, is now in first place within their division as well. And I know it's minor league baseball. It's not that big of a deal. It's better to be first than last. But a part of me is now looking at it and saying... I wonder if, in essence, there's a little bit of talent in single-A and double-A. And again, I wouldn't put it at the top level of MLB. I think that designation is held by the Padres. But you know what? With the Orioles' draft, as it were, and watching D.L. Hall and Grayson Rodriguez, I'm a little bit more encouraged, as we talked about at first base, about the future going ahead. Jake, we talked about going to Aberdeen would you be more inclined to go to minor league games going forward in the future until the Orioles are finished rebuilding or do you still hold a penchant to support the big league team over the minor league teams?
1: Yeah, I, I guess I'm the worst because I'll go to Aberdeen games cause they're right in my backyard. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if I lived in Arnold, I would, you know, I would go to Bowie games. Um, if, you know, if I lived down, uh, down into the beach, I would, I would go to Salisbury games. Um, so I'm not really in the mood to travel to watch minor league baseball. If, if I wanted to drive more than 15 minutes to go see minor league baseball, I would do it at Camden Yards. Sure. Um, so no. But I totally understand the, the draw to do it. Here's here's why I don't love the idea of going to see minor league baseball. Um, I watched a really great game once in which Pedro Beato had...
0: Well, that's a throwback right yeah, there. Right? Yeah,
1: right? Pedro Beato had nine strikeouts in five innings and may have been pitching a no hitter and was pulled because of pitch count right it's just not real baseball right it's just not now that was Aberdeen so it will be different in say Bowie or Frederick but eh, the draw for me is is look unless there's Cowboy Monkey uh, Rodeo yeah it's just not gonna happen
0: no I I agree with you entirely um you know I think going to watch a minor league baseball game is a great family entertainment. You're not going in essence to, um, watch a strategically played baseball game. Um, you're going to watch an aspect, an exhibition as it were. Um, it's almost like me going in and basically doing a practice with a bunch of eight year olds inside of a, a soccer field as it were, and, uh, throwing balls to them, um, and saying, wow, wow, you are actually better than your dad, Henry English. Which has happened. Which has happened, yeah. Um, but again, it's an exhibition. It's a, a a facsimile, as it were, of baseball. And there is brief stretches of like, all right, I see some talent there. And then a ball is hit to left field, and the left fielder is not as good as the rest of the players, and he lets the ball fall in. It's just like, well, that pitcher could have been out of here in 17 pitches, and now he's got to go 30 pitches in order to get out of this inning, and should I judge the pitcher based off having to throw a 30-pitch game, or should I basically judge the rest of the team? So, uh, like I said, in, in brief spurts, it kind of has an inkling of baseball, but in essence, it's the same kind of inkling that we see when we watch Little League play. It's like, okay, this is Little League rec and I know what I'm expecting for Little League Rick.
1: And it might be more of a draw if I didn't live so darn close to the jewel of Major League Baseball at Canyon Yards. I mean, why go anywhere else if you could go watch an oh, Orioles? Oh, I thought game? you were
0: talking about Nats Park. <laughs> <laughs> I was not. Okay, I was not.
1: So no, I, uh, I, I will continue to go to Orioles games. But Aberdeen, Burland Bash. It's happening. Date pending. And that, that is our show. Remember, you can find this in our entire catalog. Of indispensable
0: episodes at birdseyeviewbaltimore.com. Birdseyeview is available for download wherever it is you get your podcast. Subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play Music, Spotify, and many others. And please remember to rate and review this show. We appreciate the feedback and it encourages other people to listen for the first time.
1: Come get social with us. You can email us at contact at birdseyeviewbaltimore.com. If you would like to tell Scott how much you love the Maryland flag, He's at scott at com. You can find us on social media, on Instagram, Facebook, and Snapchat. But the best way to get a hold of us is on Twitter, where we tweet at View B-A-L.
0: And with that, Baltimore and beyond, I'll bid you all a fond adieu-adieu. Good night, Baltimore. Be safe out there. And let's go O's. You know, thinking about the Maryland flag, <laughs> I think the best way I can put it for the Maryland flag being on uniforms is... It's like the Tom Eshelman of uniforms. It looks okay the first time it's out there, but after many appearances, it doesn't look so great. I stopped
1: listening when you said about the Maryland flag.